All right, check, check, one, two. What's up, y'all? This is Michael. This is the Mike Draws Podcast, and welcome back. All right, so in today's podcast, I want to talk about uh, the actual mechanics of prayer. I think prayer is one of the most misunderstood concepts, but I also think that everybody prays. Whether they believe in prayer or not, I believe that our life is a constant prayer, and what our life is, is an answer to whatever we're praying, whether unconsciously or consciously. I'll get more into that in a little bit, but I want to start off with a quote by Neville Goddard that says, prayer is an art which requires practice. And I think to consciously use prayer to get uh, conscious results requires practice. I think a lot of us are unconsciously praying all the time. And I think prayer is more than just, you know, asking or just, uh, yeah, asking for things with our words. I don't think, I actually don't think prayer is about words at all. I think the words are a bridge, uh, but what's being carried through those words is our internal state of being, our internal pattern of consciousness. So Jesus said, you know, when you pray to your father in heaven, ask for what you desire. And then he said, believe that you already have received it and it will be yours. And it's interesting because I feel like everyone knows about, you know, asking for something. But I feel like we were never taught, believe that you've already received it. Because Jesus didn't say, you know, ask for it and it'll be yours. He said, ask and then believe that you've already received it. And then it will be done unto you. So this is a really interesting concept that it's not about asking. It's about feeling. And uh, yeah, let's dive into this. You know, Neville Goddard also talks about this uh, law called the law of reversibility. And I think it's this law that is actually the mechanics of prayer, of what Jesus was saying. You know, why was he saying, feel that you've already received it? And then it will be yours. And I think, again, it comes down to this law of reversibility. This law of reversibility essentially says that not only does cause create effect, but if you can create the effect, that can also create a cause. And so he says, if a physical fact can produce a psychological state, a psychological state can produce a physical fact. And if the effect can be produced by the cause, then inversely, the cause can be produced by the effect. So he goes into this a little bit deeper when he says, he says, mechanical motion caused by speech was known for a long time before anyone dreamed of the possibility of an inverse transformation. That is the reproduction of speech by mechanical motion, which was the phonograph. For a long time, electricity was produced by friction without ever a thought that friction, in turn, could be produced by electricity. Whether or not man succeeds in reversing the transformation of a force, he knows nevertheless that all transformations of force are reversible. If heat can produce mechanical motion, so mechanical motion can produce heat. If electricity produces magnetism, magnetism too can develop electric currents. Cause and effect, energy and matter, action and reaction are the same and interchangeable. So again, 
Not only does cause create effect, but effect also can create the cause. Why? What is this? Like, why, why, how can the effect create the cause? And when we understand that everything is consciousness, uh, like our physical world is, uh, is a projection of our internal state of consciousness. So whatever our pattern of consciousness is inside, which is our thoughts, beliefs, and feelings gets rippled out and creates patterns, which then forms our situations, our circumstances, the people we meet, the kind of encounters that we have in our life. And so nothing is random. Nothing is coincidence. Everything that we see in our life is stemming from some sort of pattern within our consciousness. So this is why that what we do in consciousness gets created in our world. So instead of trying to change the causes to create an effect, if we can just create the effect in our consciousness, then the cause will transform or be created, if that makes sense. So Jesus talks about this too, right? Like the Bible says, when you pray, go into your closet and shut the door. And what you pray to the Father in secret will be rewarded openly. And this is interesting because I feel like, you know, when a lot of people pray, they close their eyes. But why do we close our eyes? Closing our eyes is really a metaphor or a symbolism from going, shutting out the outside world and going into our inner dimension, our our inner realms of consciousness. So when Jesus said, go into your closet and shut the door, he wasn't saying literally go into your closet and shut the door. He was saying, shut out the outside world, shut out the world of the senses, go inside. And what you pray to the father, father being this higher realm of consciousness, consciousness being what everything is made out of, what everything is made from. And what you pray in consciousness, in secret, in your inner dimension will get rewarded openly because what we do in consciousness gets projected as our physical experience. And so our feeling state is the effect of what we are believing in our consciousness. And so this is why Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you've already have it and it will be done unto you. Because when we shift our pattern of consciousness, the pattern of our physical world gets changed because again, our physical world is a reflection of what we most strongly believe to be true, of what we most strongly assume just to be real. And so as we change our inner realms, the outer uh, realms also reflect the change that we've made within. So the law of reversibility not only can cause, create an effect, but the effect creates the cause. So when we pray, we're not really asking for something we don't have. You know, when we understand that everything is here and now, it's the only time and place there ever is, is here and now. And so we don't need to go out there looking for the answer. If we know that the answer is always here, it's just like, um, it's like a radio station. All channels exist at one time. All stations are playing music at the same time, but we can only perceive or listen to the station that we are in resonance with. And so the answer to our prayers 
or the miracles, everything we're asking for, exist within this here and now moment. But unless we shift to the to to be in resonance with the answer, the feeling state, we're not going to open ourselves up to be able to perceive that answer, that wish, that prayer. So we can't perceive what we're not first the vibration of. We need to get onto the frequency to be in resonance with that which we're asking for. So the physical world shows us this contrast of what we actually want to see. We see something we may not prefer, something we wish to change. That calls us to ask. Once we ask, we, we, we shut out the world of the senses. And then we ask, what would it feel like if my prayer was answered? And as we start putting our focus on the answer and start marrying in the feeling as if it was already done, we start shifting the way we are vibrating. We shift our frequency because we've shifted the way we feel. Another word for uh, frequency is feeling. I kind of use them interchangeably because what we're feeling, we're vibrating. And so we can't perceive what we're not first the vibration of. So the answer is always available, but we'll be blind to it if we're not in the same frequency of the answer. So this is why Jesus said, ask and then believe that you've already received it because that puts you onto the frequency of it. And then boom, the lens of our perception is opened wide and we're able to perceive the answer that previously we were blind to. So maybe you've been asking to get a new job that you absolutely love and that pays you really well. So, you know, your life calls you to ask and you ask and then you say, okay, how would it feel like if I was already employed with uh, this job that I absolutely love and that I'm making a lot of money at? So you're walking down the street, you happen to run into an old friend that you haven't seen in forever. And in conversation, they happen to mention this job opportunity and it fits all the criteria that you've been praying for. And you weren't searching for anything. You just occupied the feeling and went about your day. And as you were going about your day, synchronicity led you to exactly where you needed to go to the exact person that you needed to meet. Now, our personality, our our conscious mind doesn't necessarily know the next step, but we don't have to know the next step. All we need to do is create the effect. And then as we go about in complete trust, we're guided exactly where we need to go when we need to go there. We create the effect and life creates the cause. The Bible also talks about that God's ways are higher than our ways. So our job is not to figure, or our job is not to need to know how to figure everything out, how things are going to play out, you know, to create this solution. That's not our job. Our job is to pray in consciousness, to occupy that feeling state, to change our pattern of consciousness. And then consciousness, God, all that is, the universe, whatever you want to call it, self-organizes itself to bring about the realities that match the frequency of the answer, being in the right place at the right time, things that we couldn't even have imagined, things that we that we put no importance of. I just happened to go to this gas station. I needed gas. I, I wanted to go here. I wanted to go there. You know, I went to go to the park to read. And then as you're doing things that seem not important, boom, magical encounters happen. Weird, weird synchronicities just fall into your lap. And it's all without trying. 
Our job is to create the feeling, to create the effect. And again, I'll say this quote again from Neville Goddard. If a physical fact can produce a psychological state, then a psychological state can produce a physical fact. If the effect can be produced by the cause, then inversely, the cause can be produced by the effect. So this is the law of of reversibility, and this, I believe, is the mechanics of prayer. If you guys want to go deeper into this, there's a documentary called The Science of Miracles by Greg Braden. And yeah, wow, it's a fascinating documentary. It it really uh, got me super inspired a few years ago when I was diving into all of this. And in this documentary, they, they actually show a tumor shrinking within, I believe, three to five minutes. And they go deeper into this and they, they talk about that it's not about the techniques. They might do chanting and music and different things, but it's not about the chanting or the music. They use those as tools to get them into a specific feeling. And it's the feeling that creates the cause, that creates the healing. It's not about the words. And this, this is why Jesus said when you pray, don't just you know speak vain repetitions. It's not about the words. It's about your internal state of being, your internal pattern of consciousness. So whatever you're going through right now, you might be, uh, you know, feeling a lot of stress. There might be situations in your life that feel like you have no control over them. And I want to encourage you that you don't need to figure out how the answer or the solution to your challenge is going to get brought about. All you need to do is go into your inner realms, shut your eyes, shut the door, go into a meditation and ask if this was fixed, if my prayer was answered, how would I feel? What would be happening? What would I be doing? What's my, what's my thoughts like? What's my actions like? What's my conversations like? What's my emotional state of being? And the more you can feel like that person now, reality will catch up to the person that you are choosing to be now. Reality is always a match to what is going on in our mind, in our heart. Because reality isn't really out there, you know? It's just, uh, it's a reflection. And so it's like the classic, I've shared this before, but if reality, if our life, if our reality is a reflection like a mirror, and let's say you wanted the reflection in the mirror to change, you wouldn't wait for the reflection to smile before you smile, you would smile first and then the reflection will smile. So you create the feeling within yourself first and watch life reflect the change that you've chosen to make first because you can't perceive what you're not first the vibration of. So you must first feel the feeling of the answer. And as you persist in that, no matter what you see, then you'll start perceiving on the outside because you first perceived it on the inside. All right. Well, that's the podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And before I go, if there's any other topics um, that you guys would love to hear me speak on, please reach out and let me know. If you guys have any questions or even have any guests that you think might be great for the podcast, yeah, let me know. Um, And that's it, guys. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, I'll see you in the next podcast.